Welcome to the Jane Wareham Podcast. I'm your host, Jane, a certified life coach and mindset expert with over 10 years experience in the well-being space. If you spent years creating what looks to be a pretty sweet life for yourself, but still feel unfulfilled, don't worry. I felt this way too. I'm here to help you understand the power of your mind and show you how you can use it to unlock the happy and fulfilling life that you want and deserve. Don't delay your happiness any longer. Let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Today is a beautiful day and I have a very interesting guest here with me today. I have Stephanie Coleman Sad, who was a client of mine and she has made incredible mindset shifts, transformations, been on a journey herself. So I feel her story is so special. She has a special spot in my heart. And Stephanie, I'm so grateful for you to be here today. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. This is going to be amazing. So Stephanie and I met back during the pandemic times, and we actually worked for the same company. Yes, I remember. I was looking back because I was thinking like, how long ago did we start working together? But you did a Black Friday promo on your classes in 2021. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. And I jumped on it. And then early 2022, I did the Empower program. And then early this year, we did the one-on-one coaching. So yeah, it's been wild. It's been an amazing journey. So I've really observed certain transformations that you've made. And we'll get into those in just a little bit. But I'd love for you to share with the listeners a little bit about you. Share about your health and wellness journey. And let's look back, say, just like pre-pandemic times, like leading into that time, into 2020. And then before we discovered each other and Stephanie, I used to offer virtual fitness classes. So bring us back to like that time. I mean, you can go back as far as you want, but um, let's take us back there and share with everyone kind of where you're at. Cause I think it's going to resonate with a lot of listeners. Yeah, I'd love to. So I've always been a bigger girl. Like I really used food as a coping mechanism all through like early teens, high school. And I yo-yoed constantly in college because they always joke like you don't have enough money for food. So you drink. And sometimes I drink a lot that I get really skinny and then I'd like go back up in weight and it was never ending. I was in school, so I wasn't focusing on my health. And then it was like internship hours and commuting back and forth to Toronto. And pre-pandemic, I had gotten up to my highest weight. So Then the pandemic hit and I was pretty much sedentary. I was looking back and it was like my average steps per day was like a thousand for the whole year. And then I guess at the end of 2020, just realizing, I think my mindset was, oh, this is going to end. And once it ends, I'll get back to my health. And then near the end of the year, it was like, oh, we don't know if this is going to end anytime soon. 2021 started focusing a bit more on my health, just taking really baby steps of like eating out less and trying to move a bit more. And then that fall was when I started taking your virtual classes. So from there, it just really became a focus on my health and my mindset and my body and how everything's connected and how your thoughts control everything and how everything works together And I've really been transforming ever since. It hasn't been a yo-yo. I mean, there's ups and downs, but it has not been the same experience as any time before trying to lose weight or just not investing in myself. 
I've really just changed fundamentally, I think, my thoughts and my feelings and who I am. And it's been a really fun growth and led to some big changes. Like one thing I didn't expect, it's now, I guess it'll be almost a year I just stopped drinking. It's just something that I didn't enjoy because I felt I was in the mindset of Monday through Saturday, I was so good and so strict. And then Saturday night, I would just go wild and binge and drink, make all the excuses where it's like, it's my free day, I can do whatever I want. And then Sunday, just feeling so horrible. I felt like I was in this cycle of progress. And then you just push yourself back and all that progress and hard work gets erased. And so I stopped drinking, which was unexpected, but it's been really great. And I'm really just focusing on my health and wellness. And it's had an amazing positive ripple effect on my entire life. So, I mean, I went from a thousand steps today to like, I'm well over 5,000. I'm 40 pounds lighter than I was in pandemic. And it's been an incredible journey. I'm not at a set destination, but I'm also now of the mindset, like there is no set destination. So it's just always working and learning things about yourself and growing as a human it's been an incredible journey. And I really credit working with you for a lot of it. So I can't thank you enough. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh my gosh, you said so many things in there that I'm like, yeah, so I'll never forget when you finished the 12 week empower program that I used to run. And you said, I'm fundamentally a new woman. So let's touch on this because this is really interesting because when you initially joined that program with me, so you had been moving, we got you moving, right? Which was kind of a little habit you had to start creating. And also you had to start believing that you were someone that would even work out at home and that we had to shift some of these belief systems. And so I know when you came into that program, you didn't believe or associate yourself as an active person. Let's talk about where your mind was at there, like in you thinking that. I think that it's all tied to that mindset of the destination and getting somewhere and not being that. So that is one huge part of me that's changed is that instead of thinking like, I wish I was just like that healthy, energetic, active girl. And you're like, you are like, that is who you are. You're moving. Like, why don't you identify with it? And I think that was a big block that I was able to overcome because that thought just really puts you in the mindset of like, this is what I would do. This is what I am doing and leads to bigger implications in life where I start thinking now, okay, I'm made this change of healthy, active girl. And so now it's like, how do I want to live my life based on these other things I want to identify with? And I was such a big block that I had really never considered before. But I think just having that and working through it was a major step forward. And what do you think was it that influenced that belief in you? For anyone listening here, the thing with who we say we are, like I would say, I'm a healthy person. I would say I'm a healthy and active person because my daily routine revolves around movement, around nourishing my body, et cetera. I would say I'm not good at math because I struggled with that, but it's the same thing. It's a belief that we have about ourselves. Like I'm giving this like simplest example there. So what do you think it was in your life and in your upbringing that led to that belief that I am not an active person? I think it was really tied to just the culture we grew up in as teenagers and kids these days with TikTok and like the discourse, they talk about that how harmful early 2000s media was, especially to women, where it's like you have these images of Jessica and everything, like she's so fat or Hillary Duff. And I look back and I'm like, she's like gorgeous. 
and not fat at all or not ugly. And we were just so horrible to women. And so growing up with that, at such a fundamental time. I had this thing in my mindset where it's like, if you want to be considered healthy and active, you have to be like thin and pretty and do all this and be the extreme person who wakes up at 4am and works out for two hours and all of that. And it was that societal conditioning of like, this is what it means. And I never questioned it. To me, that was just, yeah, that's how it is. Right. And I think the biggest disconnect for me is when I looked in the mirror, I never, even when we first started, I didn't see a healthy and active person because in my mind, I had associated this image of like early 2000s, extremely skinny girl as what healthy and active looks like, which is 100% not the case. So even just questioning that fundamental belief of like, where did it come from? Why is it that way? Is it even right? That was the biggest part for me is some of these limiting beliefs is you get down to it. And then you ask like, oh my gosh, this whole thing that I'm facing my mindset, and my thoughts around is not even true. So that was the biggest thing I think of deconstructing these thoughts that I've had for the majority of my life and these beliefs and now realizing and creating my new truths and getting to believe in this better world. And it's been a really big change, but really good. <laughs> oh my gosh. It makes me so happy that you just said new truth. You're like using my language. I'm like, oh my God, I love it. So good. This is just incredible because anyone listening here, this is Stephanie, man. We are normal. Stephanie's normal. You know, she's the best part, I will never forget too, when we did a testimonial after that program, you said it was so good because you're like, I was not a model student. No. And this is the thing too, is like the need that we always feel if we're going to do a program, if we're not going to do it perfectly or a hundred percent. And I think what was so interesting, and this is why I just love what I do. I'm so grateful to help people like you is to show you almost, and again, the rewiring of less is more. Like we always think we need some massive overhaul or something like that. And I always say like, okay, Stephanie was also became the queen of sheet pan meals. She started following suit with a super simple thing. But again, you also were someone that didn't identify as a healthy cook, right? You didn't really associate as that person either. No, not at all. I said I don't, I can't cook. And I've completely evolved. Even if it is basic, my family bought me the I can't cook cookbook for Christmas and I love it. It's incredible. And it's just learning and growing and finally getting over that where it's like, no, you can cook even if it's basic. That's fine. And I remember during that program, I said to you one of the early weeks, I'm like, I feel like I'm not doing enough. And it was so weird to see such these big changes where it was we focused on like three things where it's like, get enough water, get more than 3000 steps and meal prep once a week. And I was like, okay. And did I always hit all three? No, but it still was such a huge change. And that was really the mind blowing part to me. And now really understanding the power of these small habits. And that's really something that I've carried with me beyond just health. Oh, that's beautiful. That's exactly it. And it's, just making the effort to do those things. And I think for anyone listening too, is like you have to start small. I mean, you said that now you're getting over 5,000 steps, but like you said, I'll never forget. You were like averaging a thousand steps and you were gamifying it as well through an app on your phone. 
But I think what was really cool is every single, I think week or a couple weeks, it was definitely a few weeks where you'd add like 200 steps, maybe 200 to 500, but it was like no more than that. Like it was nothing extreme. And you just gradually built on it because I mean, here's the thing you built your wellness confidence basically by proving to yourself that you can do all these things. Yeah, absolutely. But you just took these little tiny steps and that was like, I don't know, so amazing and just so beautiful that really by the end, you feel fundamentally different. And again, for our listeners here, you can have a belief about yourself. Anything that you say, I'm not a morning person, another one. Anything that you say that you can't do or you don't, okay, unless you really don't want to associate as that type of person, like I don't associate as a smoker. And I'm like, I don't want to start that. But for things that you actually are interested in, if you're seeing other people around you that are doing things and you want to be like that, Stephanie is living proof that you can be that. You absolutely can. I mentioned you in one of my early episodes, Stephanie. Let's talk, and I'm curious, and if the answer is no, don't worry. How's your to-do list? Are you still keeping it to fewer items? Yeah. The seven things is literally so... In our one-on-ones, one of the things I struggled with was feeling like I'm not doing enough and feeling like I never get everything done. And you said one day it was, we have the capacity to do seven things in a day. And still to this day, every morning when I make my to-do list, I have seven things. And then there's miscellaneous. So it's like making my bed does not count as one whole thing. But when I map out like what I need to do for work and also acknowledging like being on calls for six hours, that counts as a thing. It is a lot. And to this day, yeah, I do three major focuses, three secondary and one fun. That is how I break down every single day since you told me. And it has been a big changer because I'm like, I'm getting through my list. There's such a great feeling at the end of the day where it's like, did I finish everything I had to do this week? No. But did I do everything on my list for today? Yeah. And that's awesome. And you just end the day feeling great. And it's like you said, proving to yourself that you can do it and you can say, yeah, I'm actually, I'm a really productive person. I'm really organized and I get shit done. And yeah, to this day, every morning, I still the seven things of my list. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. My cheeks hurt. I'm smiling so much. Literally this warms my heart. Oh, it's so good. I love to hear that you're still doing that. And I really like how you break your list out because it's true. We have a work life. You might have personal things that you want to do. All of our to-dos can kind of get merged into one. I have like two notebooks. I have a work notebook and a personal notebook, but it all gets merged into one. And then you have something for fun. And I think what's really important is every single person listening, if you're not doing this right now, one thing that you do each day has to be for you. And so mine is always typically some type of movement, maybe journaling. That is for me. And that's something that could be literally I write going for a walk. What are some of the fun things? What's fun for you? What are you putting on your list? Yeah, I love to read. So ever since I added this on my to-do list, like I've been blazing through like so many books, whether it's like going out, taking my nephew out to the park or even just like watching a movie. These are the things. And I think that was also a big part of I ended up, I kind of burned out last year, just focusing on work. And when I was reevaluating everything, I really was thinking, yeah, I have my to-do list, but where is that thing? And you don't think about, it's not important. Oh, having dinner with your family, like that's just a to-do, but it's like, that fills your soul. We're 
we are social creatures and we're creative creatures and our brain literally needs that. And I think that was the biggest fundamental change for me as well after that period when I came back to work and started building it in a healthy way was like, I can't just ignore this part of my life because my brain literally needs this to function. And thinking about it that way as like almost a mandatory has been a big game changer. And I'm so glad I do it. And it's a lot of fun. I took up knitting. I knit blankets for people. I've done three now and I have like four other people in my family are like, can you get me one? And I'm like, okay, you go on the list. We'll see. It may take me a month or so. So you might have to wait. (laughs) But it's the little things like that where it's just enjoyable. It makes you happy and it breaks up the day, especially when you're working from home like I do. Having that disconnect of okay, work is done. Now I'm going to focus on something just for me. It's been really a game changer. And it's so odd. And it sometimes feels like you're contradicting because it's like, if I want to focus on my health and wellness, why are you saying things like watch a movie and like go out with your friends? But it's because there is a literal fundamental part of you that needs that. 100%. And the thing that that does and why I understand why someone listening would be like, what? That doesn't make sense. Like, shouldn't I be spending time in the gym? Shouldn't I be eating more salads? Should I be on a diet? No, because the more you can get yourself into feeling good. So if you're doing an activity, like spending quality time with your friends and family, doing something that you love, the more you do that, it's actually just in that moment, you're feeling good. And that is going to resonate throughout your body. And that just might motivate you to continue to do things that make you feel good. And so you're more likely when you're feeling good to want to do good things. So look at you picking up all these little hobbies and not only that, but, you know, making time for it. Let's chat now a little bit on how you... Let's go into your mind a little bit and like your self-talk now, which obviously we all, we got that little person inside of us. She's not always nice. Definitely not. But let's talk a little bit now how you feel and don't sugarcoat this because you're talking to me. Let's be real because this is all about reality and normalizing all the shit that happens. But let me know a little bit on how your self-talk is now with like, about your health and wellness, about, you know, how you're feeling, your organization kind of of your mind, you were feeling very overwhelmed and stressed. What's going on in your mind now versus let's say if we've never met and you didn't do any of these changes versus like back in, let's say before 2020. Yeah. I mean, it's night and day, just feeling a lot more calm, understanding myself, coming from such a place of like love rather than lack of not just the world around me, but myself especially. And I remember in one of the books I was reading, it said, you're always going to have the thoughts and the negativity, but your first thought that jumps into your mind, that's usually like how you were raised. And your second thought is who you are. So if I'm working out or let's say I'm trying to get myself to get up and go to the gym, my first thought is like, oh, you're not going to go. You're lazy. That's how I was raised because I had this belief around myself. And then I can acknowledge, okay, like calm down. It's seven in the morning, Stephanie, you'll get up. It's fine. So I think that was a big part of it too, is like realizing that all of that, and there's such a part of your brain that wants to keep you comfortable and small and will discourage you from doing things that are uncomfortable and new. But eventually the more you do it, the quieter that voice gets. So it ends up fundamentally slowly changing how you think about yourself and how you live your life. So it's just wild to think 
how far I've come in the past three years. I feel like a completely different person. I went home for a wedding in July and I sat with my aunt and my grandma and they were like, we were saying like, the last time we saw you was 2016. And like, you came home last November, and it was you were a completely different person. You have just completely flourished and grown. And we're so proud of you. And we had a beautiful moment. But it was so nice to hear from them of saying like, in this period of time from like, I guess it would have been six years, I just so fundamentally changed that they were like, wow, like you're a completely different person. And it's so nice to have that outside perspective. Because I don't see the change at the end of the day. I can look back and think, yeah, I'm completely different. But because it's gradual for me, I don't see it as much. So when you have someone who you don't see as often say like, oh my God, like you're like a new person, then it's really validating and it really makes you feel great and just about all the hard work. And it's a really lovely reminder of how far you've come. I think that was such an interesting little tip that you said on the two thoughts that you have. Like your first reaction is based off how you're raised. And the second is you're like, okay, know who you are. I think that's so interesting. I think it was from a book like around psychology and the science behind changing your mindset because so much of us have it subconsciously ingrained in our minds. And it's like we were talking about the culture of the early 2000s and all these different thoughts and the way society has changed. But those fundamental years of you growing up, like that's what was in your mind. And from how your parents talk to you to how your other students are. I was really bullied a lot in school. So a lot of that and my fear of connecting with other people. So I have the thought of like, oh, no, I don't want to go because I don't want to meet all these other people. They probably won't like me. And then you think, oh, well, that's just like the little girl who is afraid. My second thought is actually, this is a great opportunity. And you may feel uncomfortable at first, but you're going to totally get there. And everything's going to feel so much better. And you'll be fine. So that was a big one for me because I still struggle with it. And I think we all do have that instinctual thought. And a lot of times you can confuse that for the reality. But most of the time, it's your ego and your subconscious mind just telling you exactly what you've been told since you were a kid or what culture and society had told you. And as we talked about, most of the time, it's not even true. Absolutely. No, like, that's the truth, man. And I think what's so amazing is like, you are living proof that you want to improve your health and wellness and sure, maybe your journey with me started through movement, but like the real transformation happened in your mind. And that's like really where we have longevity, where we have lasting change, because when we start to shift those beliefs, so I feel for anyone listening that, you know, Stephanie's story resonates with you. If you're in this yo-yo, like if you're yo-yoing from diet to diet, exercise program to exercise program, trying everything and just constantly finding yourself back at square one, maybe it's time to start taking a different approach and start looking from within, right? Start looking at how you're thinking, how you're talking to yourself and, you know, getting that support to help you through that. So how would you say now, do you feel like you're living a happy and fulfilling life right now? Absolutely. Yeah, living my best life every day. And there's good in every day. And each day is a step and getting to enjoy it and knowing that it all adds up to something wonderful. And I think the reason why is exactly what you're saying. Like I never did mindset work. It was always 
this boot camp or this diet that eventually failed because you're starving yourself and not getting nutrients or or this new gym membership that you eventually stop going to, right? It's like I wasn't changing the actual problem, which was in my head. And a lot of people don't realize it because they think it's so outward. It's about how you outwardly look and how active you outwardly are. Whereas it needed to come from that fundamental mind shift because that's what ended up working at the end of the day and changing it for me. Oh, amazing. Stephanie, I want to thank you so much for sharing your story, sharing all this with our listeners. I think they're going to love it. Anyone listening, be sure if you love it, comment on this because this was just incredible. I'm so happy to have had you here. I want to thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me. It was really fun. The work we did was literally life-changing. And that's why I'll always hop on to chat about it or testimonial because it's such an important thing that people don't think about. And if people aren't open about it and talk about it, then you'll never actually confront it. And I think that's such a great thing that you do is you bring it out in the open and you're not afraid to talk about it and say, these are the things that like, this is why it's not working, or this is sometimes it's not going to work out. And here's why. And just being really open about that, I think is the biggest step for a lot of people to recognize themselves in these stories, or sometimes seeing it or hearing it and going, Oh, my God, that's why or that's just like me. So you're doing great work, as always. (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet. And this is going to resonate. I know it's going to resonate with a lot of our listeners here. So this is amazing. And look, if, if this did resonate with you, and you just don't really know what to do. You don't know where to start. Reach out. This is why I'm here. Reach out to me. We can chat and figure out how to get you back on track so that you can start living the happy and fulfilling life that Stephanie's created for herself, the life that I've created for myself. And the reality is, no, is life hunky-dory every day? No. But we're able to control our minds. We've got certain tools that we can use, or just like Stephanie does, adding one fun thing to her day every day. So if she just has one joyous moment in the day, that's a win, you know? Yeah, exactly. This is absolutely amazing. And again, if you loved it, don't forget to comment and share this with anyone that you know. Thanks so much, Stephanie. Thank you. Thanks for listening today. Be sure to download, subscribe, rate, and share this with a friend if you really enjoyed this episode. Have a comment or a topic you'd like me to cover? I'd love to hear it. Come connect with me over Instagram at Jane Wareham. See you next time.